That's kind of the start of a YN life. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, it's just what that. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast and today's episode is a really good one. Today I was joined by Amber Isabel, aka the author of the Fighter's Den series. When I first found Amber on Instagram and the hype around her books, it took me a while to actually getting around reading her story. However, once I started, I didn't look back until I completed all the books in the FC series along with Sweet Spot and some spin-offs that she did. Having her on the podcast today was a blast on its own, probably one of the smoothest recordings I've ever had despite the time frame. This episode was a little shorter due to Amber being a busy woman, stand her for it, but don't fret guys, we are planning on making much more episodes together because today was way too much fun and we ran a lot so we ran out of time. For those who are new, hi I'm Sam, the host of this podcast, yeah it's just what bad. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and maybe check out some others while which includes some author interviews, talking about Wattpad tropes, its problems, and much more to come. If you want to support the podcast, please click that follow button and check out my social media for more updates on who's coming on the podcast, interviews, and such, along with the chance of speaking with the authors yourself. Now, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello. Hello, hey. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing very well. This is so exciting. I I'm... know. I actually have like butterflies in my stomach. I don't know. I'm just so nervous right now. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous. It's going to be very, very fun to talk with you. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me and reaching out and, you know, letting me do this. This sounds like so much fun. I'm literally so excited. Of course. No, I'm very happy. And since I started seeing your books on everybody's stories, I was like, I have to read this book. So I'm just going to jump <laughs> right into the questions. All yeah, right. Yeah. So, when and how did you discover Wattpad? Um, I mean, I kind of always knew about it, like, in, like, the back of my mind. Like, I knew it was an app that was meant for, like, writing and reading. And so um, I always knew about it, but I never really had an account or read actively on it until I decided I wanted to start writing on it. So um, I downloaded it when I was, I'd say, 19, I guess. So, like, six, five, six years ago. And then I just started, yeah, and then I just, um, because it it was the only place I knew at the time where I could actually write and put the book out there without really putting it out there, you know? So um, that's about the time that I actively joined it and started using it. But before then, I never really used it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I feel like, I feel really that Wattpad's really unique. I don't think there's really any other writing site Mm -hmm. like it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely, no. Um, so what was Wattpad like when you first joined six years ago? That's, I'm really <laughs> trying to calculate. Um, that's 2016? 2016? 2016, yeah. Yeah, 2016 is when I first joined it, I would say, yes. Yeah, so. so what was it like? It was, it was really different back then. I'm not going to lie. It's changed a lot over the years. Like not, and not even just like the layout or anything, but just um, the, the kind of community that it is. And I feel like it's just getting bigger and bigger these days. I feel like mm-hmm. may, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was because I didn't have um, that much recognition back then, but it was, it, it seemed like a much smaller community to me back then. Like when I first joined and when I was first writing on it, it was very 
quiet place to me in some sense like I would just write on it go on there do my own thing the interactions weren't too intense or anything like that and then much different um now than it was back then like now because it's bigger and everything there's just there's just a lot of interaction in the stories and there's a lot yeah. more people like reaching out and like you know being active on your stories so it's it's a much bigger difference like back then it was so much more different than it is now I don't know the vibe is just totally different it's I can't even explain it but um yeah and in, in terms of my experience as well like back then I really like Wattpad it wasn't that big to me but like now it's like literally taken over my life in every aspect so now it just <laughs> seems like a huge thing to me more so than it was um six years ago yeah no I agree I feel like when you're a silent reader you're kind of in your own kind of corner mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you think that you're not like when you think when I first joined Wattpad I felt like it was like a bookstore kind of yeah I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't see it as a place to I didn't see it as social media because exactly it is right yeah you took the words out of my mouth it, it, it used to be like a little bubble like your own like little private library it was literally just a place to read solely for reading and now it's become almost like a social media app even though you can't really do anything it's not like you can post stories or you know mm -hmm. pictures or videos or anything like that but it still feels like a social media platform so it's, it's just the vibe is totally different than it was back then exactly so um, were you always planning on writing before you joined Wattpad? Like, did you ever, like, like writing before then? Oh, yeah. I've been writing forever. Like, literally, ever since I was a kid, I used to, like, write short poems and short stories. And I used to scribble, like, short stories in my journals and things like that and make my friends read them and be like, oh, you know, what do you think about this? I remember in grade mm -hmm. five, I went through a phase where I was really into writing ghost stories. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> but... <laughs> And they weren't even stories. They were literally like just one page that I would type up on Microsoft Word and oh, I would print it. it. <laughs> and so I would print relatable. it out and read it out to the class. Like, and I was such oh, a nerd back then. Like, I, I was like that classic, like, good student that always did her work. So my teacher's reward to me, quote unquote reward, which she would let me read out my stories um, every Friday to the class because she knew I loved to do it. So I've literally been reading and writing and sharing my stories forever. I'm, I feel like such a nerd saying it, but it's so true. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. That's so nice of you too. Yeah. And before we dive in into your iconic mm -hmm. series, was there anything else you wrote before FD1? Um, FD1 was the first book that I completed in its entirety. Before mm -hmm. that, I did have a lot of abandoned works. Like, I wouldn't take um, a story seriously enough to finish it, like, from start to finish. Mm -hmm. But before that, um, I was, I really, okay. <laughs> so before that, I was actually <laughs> writing, um, a vampire story, <laughs> you know, back then when... <laughs> <laughs> when vampires were big you know twilight yeah, was going around the everything. movies were going around and i was so into it i was like dude i can do this i can write a vampire story i'm gonna make something iconic so i think <laughs> i got through like 50 percent of it and i had a friend mm -hmm. in high school who actually read all of it and she really liked it i don't know if she was just being nice or maybe we didn't have that great taste i don't know what it was <laughs> i doubt it was that good i highly doubt it but um she read it and she really liked it. And then, I don't know, I graduated high school and I kind of lost the notebooks. So I was like, yeah, forget it. I wasn't taking it that seriously anyways. But yeah, I would say the first book I considered writing was that vampire novel. And then I just jumped into FD1 after that. 
Speaking of C1, would you um, please talk about your book for those who don't know it, although I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. So um, the entire FD series, which is, by the way, abbreviated for Fighters Den, is about mm-hmm. a um, group of boxers, five friends. Each of them has their own um, story in the series, and each of them features their own unique epic love story and like the trials and problems that they face. Um, the series talks a lot about real life issues it talks a lot about real life love how it can be up and down and come in all different shapes and forms we have all kinds mm-hmm. of different tropes like brother's best friend or enemies to lover friends to lovers all of that and um yeah so it's about their life as they navigated through love and boxing becoming professional boxers going through their own journeys they all the characters are in their mid to late 20s as well so we have um we're reading about older adults here, how they navigate through life and how it changes as life goes on and things like that. Yeah, that's basically the gist of it. It's a sports romance. It's It has smut. It has love. It has um, serious <laughs> <laughs> issues, all of that stuff. And so let's move back to FD1. So how long did it take you to write it and complete it completely? So um, it took me exactly nine months, which is the reason that I call it my baby, because it takes nine months to make a baby. Stop. Oh, my so, God. No, it's so funny that that happened. It turned out, I was like, oh, my goodness. It took, like, literally exactly nine months. And I was like, you guys, this is it. This is the first baby I made in nine months I made this thing. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it took nine months. Um, I wasn't taking it all that seriously. Like, I, mm-hmm. the idea just came to me, and I just started writing it. Like, I had the first chapter, the second chapter. And FD1 is the only book I wrote without a plot line beforehand. So I was just wow. kind of, like, winging it and going through it. And going through school at the same time, I was in my first year of college. So because of that, it ended up taking um, nine months. But um, I do generally write way faster than that. But because it was my first book, and I didn't even know if I was going to complete it, and that it ended up taking nine months to complete and um so if i'm i'm pretty sure i'm correct fd1 is edited now right is it um at like you mean like is it um a final draft kind of thing yeah kind of in a sense um no literally i i wrote it and i left it and i never looked back <laughs> you'd be <laughs> surprised because like when i was reading fd1 other than like small, the smallest detail, like grammar mistakes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think you didn't edit it. You know, it's very well written in my oh, opinion. Oh, thank you! But, like, oh my god, I have, I have problems. I don't at, like seriously edit my books. Like I write them, and I'm like, <laughs> man, I wrote them. I'm done. Like I finished writing this book. I'm not going back. So I write them, and I just don't look back. And it's such a bad habit because I know there's mistakes <laughs> everywhere in there, but I cannot be bothered. So no, none of my books are edited except for like maybe I'll go through and edit once before I start publishing mm-hmm. chapters, but not like a like a serious mm-hmm. active editing yeah. where I'm making sure everything is on par with one another. I I don't do that, and it's mm-hmm. really a problem. I really got to fix that. <laughs> it's okay. Honestly, you really think it wasn't planned considering how flowy the, mm-hmm. the book is. I absolutely love it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I have no idea how I did that because I'm a plotter for life. Like, starting <laughs> with FD2 and onwards, like, I need my plot outlines. I need my chapter outlines. I need to do all that to know where I'm going. I don't know how. Yeah. 
I did FD1, but um, even then, I would say if I ever, you know, publish it or put it out there, then 100%, I would definitely go through and edit, maybe take out some things, maybe add some things, make it more on par with what my writing style is now, because I feel like it's changed a little bit over the years, too. Yeah. So um, if you can remember, what mm -hmm. was the first comment you ever received on FD1? Oh, okay. Um, it was probably, I'm not even gonna lie, it was probably my best friend who left a comment because back then, because <laughs> back then I was just writing it for the sake of, you know, writing it. It was just an idea. I wasn't really looking to get recognition. Like, as cheesy as that sounds, I was literally just writing it because I wanted a place to write my stories where nobody would find it. So I was kind <laughs> of writing it for myself, for my, and I put it up on Wattpad just for my own safekeeping, not really for other people to read it so you know mm -hmm. obviously I linked the first chapter to my friend and I was like oh look uh, this is the first chapter I put it up if you want to read it here and keep up with the story so probably the first comment I got was like her supportive comment somewhere in there right in the beginning probably something <laughs> like oh this is so good girl you know like hyping me up as she does it was probably yeah. something like that That's so cute yeah <laughs> I feel like everybody when they first start out the immediate response is to send it to your best friend. Yes, exactly. Especially if they already know of Webpad, I feel like that's even better. Because mm -hmm. like I found out recently that so many of my friends read on Webpad. I'm like, so I've been hiding this whole time for no reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, not ashamed, but are just shy when it comes to um, Webpad considering right. you know reputation in certain areas <laughs> I, I was just gonna say it it does have it's i mean obviously it's known for having you know a certain kind of content a certain type of image mm -hmm. so i feel like people really hesitate talking about it yeah it's weird in the beginning i definitely shared it with um my close friends and on my personal twitter like i even like put it up so like people from high school interacted with that tweet and they knew i was writing but then mm -hmm. over time, uh, when the book started getting attention, then I started feeling uncomfortable that these people in my real life know I'm writing this and they're inside my head. Yeah. And it ended up being way smuttier than I anticipated. So I was like, dude, I don't want people <laughs> in real life to know that I'm writing this. So I kind of stopped <laughs> talking about it. And I feel like everyone forgot. And then years passed. And now I have all these readers that know me and people in my real life have like no idea that this is what I'm doing on a daily basis. But I prefer <laughs> it that way. It's literally the best of both worlds I'm living here. No, like I remember, like I used to tell almost everybody mm -hmm. that I was writing, mm -hmm. and then I stopped because at one point my teacher decided to tell the librarian, <gasps> and then <she gasps> the librarian told me her daughter worked at Wattpad HQ, and oh I'm just like, goodness. oh my god, <laughs> okay, I stopped telling everybody because I didn't want I like everybody talking about it I was so shy about it so I just stopped opening my mouth <laughs> that's kind of the start of a YN life I'm not even gonna lie I mean <laughs> coincidentally so, um, you know oh, yeah. that uh, someone who works at Wattpad HQ like yeah the only thing that would have been the cherry on the top if it, it was um her her son and not her daughter it would have been the start of your YN life right there I see it <laughs> don't make me write a fanfic on this don't make me stop <laughs> um how did it feel when you first hit a million reads oh my god I'm not even gonna lie in some sense I felt so violated I was like what is this 
I was like, there's so many people here. I'm like, what the hell? One million? I'm like, that's that's too many people. Like, that was my immediate response. I'm like, no, this is too many people. What the hell? One million? Yeah. So in some sense, I felt very violated and uncomfortable. I'm like, and for a split second, because of like, you know, my just, just my general anxiety about like having all these people like, you know, interacting with me. I was like, is this the point where maybe I should like delete the book and like, just like, you know, vanish off the face of the earth. Like that was my, you know, initial response because I was so overwhelmed, but I think that's a good thing. I was overwhelmed so much that, you know, my response was so intense because that's how much um, love and recognition I was receiving. And then once I had time to digest all of that and think about it, I was like, no, this is actually quite amazing. And it's something that I never expected for myself. Like, I literally never would have considered. I was legit just writing on Wattpad for the sake of just having some place to store my books, like like some place to always go back to my own writing so that I wouldn't lose it, right? Because mm-hmm. I had a really bad habit of losing track of my journals and stuff. So I was like, okay, I can't, I can't write. Like, I can, I can only keep track of my things if I'm writing it online somewhere. So that's the only reason I had put it up there. And then it just naturally started you know expanding and blowing up and then it reached one yeah. million reads and I was like this is just insane like I couldn't even fathom the fact that it was me and it was happening to me yeah and um so Fridays then in my opinion mm-hmm. it's very very unique because like I've <laughs> seen boxer books before but mm-hmm. kind of got me hooked into the trope a little bit more because like when you think of boxing I immediately, well, that's wrestling. I was thinking of wrestling for a minute. My bad. <laughs> um, but, like, when I think of boxing, I don't, I just think of, like, huge people like Dwayne Johnson immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and as a true, as a what bad joke, it's like, what? So when I was yeah. reading it, I was really shocked by how well written it, it was. But mm, thank the thing you. that got to me was the child, the kid in the book, that <laughs> That sold me. Immediately when you mentioned he was a father, I was hooked because what pad kids get to me? They they hold a special place in my heart. (laughs) So I absolutely loved it. Lizzie's so adorable. Yeah, that's 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 quite a that's quite a topic right there because um most of the time when people first discover FD one they're like, oh my god, this book has a kid in it. I hate books with kids in it, so I know it's kind of like a controversial thing. But then they go yeah. on to read it and they find that maybe it wasn't the kind of um dynamic they were expecting when there's a. Mm-hmm. I feel like they think a kid gets in the middle of the couple, so you don't really see much of the couple. But that wasn't the case with FD one. So then people kind of gravitated towards, oh, never mind. She's like a cute kid after all, things like that. So (laughs) the initial response is very like 50-50. Some people love it. Some people absolutely hate it. But then I think by the end, that ends up being um, their fave part to the story too. Like most people do end up saying that, yeah, like Lizzie sold them. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Because like sometimes Wattpad people like get on my nerves. Like I was really... I was reading um, Yours Forever by, mm-hmm. um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name, but I was reading her book, and it was a bonus chapter that she published, and then they were mentioning this um, child, and some of the comments, they're like, I hate children, oh my mm-hmm. god, somebody killed me, like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, what? some of them are so aggressive, and I'm like, okay, first of all, it's fiction. Second of all, it's a whole child. <laughs> Third of all, it's not quirky or cute to 
you know, like mm-hmm. deadly threat in children fiction or not. Like, what is that? Yeah. Some comments are just so out of pocket and aggressive. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you do you. I'm not going to reply to all of them, obviously. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I just hope you, you know, don't become a parent in real life because the poor child then. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. So what is your relationship like with readers? Because we know your fandom is huge now. <laughs> yeah I mean I love them so much oh my goodness they're so sweet I always have people um reaching out to me and messaging me and you know sharing their thoughts with me some people will just randomly message me and be like oh I got to this chapter and realized I really love the book I'm hooked onto it I binged your whole series in a week and I just discovered your book through TikTok this and that like they just message me and share all their thoughts with me and it's it's the most wonderful thing in the world so it's just you know, open up your phone and see all this random love and recognition from people you don't even know, but they're so sincere about it. It's it's an amazing feeling. I've never felt anything like this before. I, I really love it so much. And my readers, oh my goodness, I love them so much. Yeah, like, I remember, um, I don't know who it was. No, right. Speaking of TikTok, like, mm-hmm. the way book talk kind of became Wattpad talk in the sense. Yeah. Like, I feel, I feel like so many books get seen because mm-hmm. of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, seriously. has so many places. Like, you know, there's, like, dancers TikTok, and mm-hmm. then there's, like, mm-hmm. volleyball TikTok, and then there's just a bunch of things. But book talk, whenever I see a book talk TikTok, I was like, I, I'm so in love, and it just helps me find a new book to read. Because yeah, it's I feel like finding the right book is mm-hmm. so hard. I don't know what it is no I agree and book talk has literally opened up like an avenue to finding new stories and discovering them so much more easier than it is to do it on your own especially Mm -hmm. if you're just because when you're reading reading is a very intimate thing you know it's just something that you do with yourself it's you yourself and you so most of the time you're you're not sure what to look for next or how to approach it or how to find something else to read and then you enter book talk and it's like suddenly you have all these people who are like i can give you what you want i can give you what um you're looking for things like that so book talk has really really opened an avenue to discovering new authors and new stories and wattpad especially i feel like wattpad book talk is just huge these days yeah and um what was like what was the one thing you learned about writing that you will forever take with you um honestly you have to you have to write for yourself really because people always say things like you know that they lose motivation or they get a bad comment or a bad message and then they immediately think that they're not a good writer anymore or they're constantly reading other books and comparing and if you look at it from that aspect you're really never going to be happy like your goal you know when you're writing your goal should never be that oh I want to be this big or I want to have this many reads or this many votes or this many copies sold and I mean it's good to have ambitions obviously if you want to make it your career if you want to make it big then obviously strive for those things but don't make that your motivation don't yeah don't fuel yourself with that in mind it should be that I'm writing because it's something that I love to do I write the things that only I want to write I write the books Mm -hmm. that I want to read and when I look at my work I'll feel proud because it was for me and for me only so when I write I only write for myself only to appease myself I know I write things that not every reader is going to love I know I write tropes that not every reader is going to love you know I'm getting Mm -hmm. veering into anti-heroes and dark romance and not everyone is a fan of that but that's okay because 
it's it's something that I love to write and I have so much fun writing it. And the reason I don't give up or lose motivation when I write is because I'm always writing the things only I want to write. So you have to do it for yourself or it's never going to last. I agree. Such good advice. <laughs> so before we move on to the questions everybody's asking on their stories, um, what was your favorite moment of this whole experience? You know, just being on WhatPad in general. Uh, favorite moments, I think, um, I don't know, I have a lot of favorite moments, a lot of things, but I think the thing that definitely wins is just whenever I'm being referred to as like, oh, you're my favorite author, or thank you author for writing this, or th when people just use that word with me, I'm like, oh my god, mm -hmm. like they, they're calling me an author, they see me as an author, you know, sometimes in my head, I'm like, I'm just a girl who writes. I'm not an author. I'm just somebody who writes. But then I have all these people who think of me as their favorite author and hold hold um, a certain standard to other books because of the standard that my books have set for them because they think of me as mm -hmm. the author who set those standards for them. And just the fact that they look at me in that sense that that's how they see me is just like mind blowing. So literally when I get messages and they refer to me as author or they tell me that I'm their favorite author or that they would like you know want to buy my books or things like that i'm yeah. just blown away because it it sinks in it starts to sink in yourself right because <laughs> i'm so in my own world when i write i kind of just write yeah. and i don't really like think much of it and then you have all these people approaching you and calling you an author and then you're like oh my god i i am an author you know like i am that person now and it's crazy yeah. to think about that's so cool i i can't even imagine how it yeah. feels to have it's all intense these, it's crazy yeah how the, all these random people like mm -hmm. people around the world especially if you go like into the uh the story settings and then you can see like the like the map and then it tells you like where your readers are coming from mm -hmm. i love looking at that because i'm like somebody from indonesia is reading my book <laughs> yes oh my god sometimes i get messages and at the end of the messenger the they'll say like you know oh um love from nigeria love from love from malaysia love from russia things like that and i'm like oh my god where the hell are you people coming from you're like on all corners <laughs> of the world and you're like coming here yeah. it's crazy yeah all right so before i leave you today let's mm -hmm. move on to questions on instagram stories so hannah cowan who i'm gonna have on this podcast i'm very excited to have her oh my god um, i love her that's my bestie <laughs> how do you only manage to focus on one book at a time yes i'm your biggest fan and <laughs> i really want to know this answer too because the, the way you write so fast is insane <laughs> like it, the amount of times that i get hit with writer's block is so frustrating so I don't even understand how you're able to create like a whole book with so many <laughs> um, topics and scenes and um, dialogue in such short time. So how do you manage? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much. That's so kind. Um, so, yeah, I would say, honestly, the best thing to do for me is that when I'm writing a book, I'm... I'm constantly thinking about it. And I mean, in like my free time too. I feel like most of the time people, they just kind of um, gravitate away from their story unless they're actually writing it. Like they'll sit down to write it and that's the only time they're thinking about their story and what to write and how to do it. And then, you know, they go on and they stop writing or they end their writing count for the day. And then they're just going about their own lives, doing their own things. But I'm 
when I'm writing a book, I'm constantly thinking about it. It's always at the back of my mind. Like sometimes I'll be watching a TV show and I'll get like a random daydream about it. And so I'll stop the TV show and like make an edit that inspires me or I'll write something in my notes about a certain dialogue or scene that inspires me. Like I'm, And sometimes I even have dreams about my characters and my stories because I'm always thinking about them. So when you're always thinking about them, it's like you're constantly writing the story. Even if you're not actively writing it in your head, you're, you're so connected to it and you're always thinking about it that it just feels like you're always writing the story. So because and because of that, it helps me like never leave the zone. I'm constantly in the zone from start to finish. So when I'm writing a story, I think part of it does come from me as a person in the sense that I physically cannot write more than one book at the same time. I've learned that about myself. That's just me as a person. I can't write more than one story at the same time because I like dedicating my all. And it's it's kind of the OCD in me. I'm not even going to lie. Like it writing two stories at once I'm like dude like how do you do that like I have to finish it I have to feel the satisfaction of finishing a story before I can even think about another one for my own personal satisfaction I have to cross that finish line so that's just me (laughs) as a person but then also on top of that like I said I'm constantly thinking about it I'm constantly making mood boards and edits and writing scenes and listening to songs that inspire me like when I write a book I make it my entire life until it's complete and then I move on from it. That's amazing because like <laughs> I can't do that at all. You have to I be have to- obsessed with your own work. You really do. <laughs> like, you know, as much as I love reading other stories and discovering new authors, I'm obsessed with my own stories and I have to be. Otherwise, it's never going to end up being the best work it can possibly be. I have to be obsessed with my own work and my characters as if it's somebody else obsessing over them. Like, I have to be my own biggest fan in order to get the work done that I want to do. That's really, really good advice. Yeah, I feel like people get too self-conscious about that. They don't allow themselves to, like fangirl over Mm -hmm. their own work because they think like oh it's just my work obviously but no you really got to do it sometimes I'm reading my book and it depends on my mood I guess sometimes I'm like you know what that was a good scene and Mm -hmm. then sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm just like reading my comments and I'm like uh, like recently I've been having problems with writing because I keep getting writer's block Mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like I'm forcing myself to write Mm -hmm. so I stop but mm-hmm. sometimes I publish them, right? And then I see the comments and they're saying things like, you know what? This is one of your best chapters. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to know? I'm just the author. So no, <laughs> but know. nobody's going to know that except you. You really got to be your biggest fan. Nobody knows your own characters and your own books like you do. And they never will because they live in your head and you see your story and your characters in a way that doesn't always translate onto paper. So you're always going to know your own book and your own characters better than anyone else. So your opinion of it has to be sky high because you have to set the standard for yourself and then everybody else will just follow. That's Amazing advice. I'll be sure to present your book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, unfortunately, the time is running out, and I yeah, I know. Oh my god, we said this before. We were like, we were like, we're gonna end up ranting, and we're just not gonna make it. <laughs> it's okay. We can always make a part two. We could. We could. Be um, interested coming mm-hmm. to listen again. Thank you so much for coming on, though. Yeah. Thank really you so fun. much for having me. Like this was so much fun. We should definitely do a part two. I feel I'll like there's so much more that. like that both of us wanted to say, but we <laughs> I knew yeah, we were gonna rant it out. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'll let you go. Um, I'll text you soon. Thank you guys so mm-hmm. much for listening. Bye, Amber. Bye. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. Bye.
Bye.